Welcome to a refreshing podcast from Life Church. Get ready. The Word of God will be planted into your heart and will produce God's best in your life. Came out with that song. It's a rock and roll group. And the song was, I Can't Get No Satisfaction. You guys know that song? Is that Rolling Stones? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And, um... The song is pretty much stating a desire that a lot of people have, um, but they're just seemingly just unable to get it. And everyone here is looking to be satisfied in life. You want to be satisfied in life. And so everything you do, you're doing because you believe it's going to create some sense of satisfaction. You work where you work, you go to school, you you, you, you involve yourself in the, in the relationships you involve yourself with because maybe you're wrong, maybe you're right, but you go into it, if you're rational, you go into it thinking this is going to bring some form of satisfaction. God wants to satisfy you today. I'm going to share some things with you about how to enjoy the satisfying promises of God which are all found in his presence. And the title of my message today is simple, Sit and Be Satisfied. Somebody say, Sit and Be Satisfied. The Lord wants you to be satisfied, full. He wants you to live your life, not with this desperate need for something that you just can't seem to grasp. It's just always out of your reach. No, God wants you to be satisfied. He wants you to be satisfied. And one of the main ways, and I'm going to just focus on this, is to be satisfied in his presence. In his presence. Father, we welcome your presence here. Lord, it's not just about the songs we sing, but even as we're seated, Lord, let, your, let the weight of your presence just, just fill us right now. We want to be drunk with your presence. We want to be drunk, Lord, by your spirit. So let your presence satisfy us. Let it just fill every corner, every crack, every crevice of our lives. We embrace the satisfying power of your presence. In the name of Jesus, the Lord is satisfying you right now. When you're satisfied, you won't go to empty places. You won't live your life with a heaviness in your heart that, ah. Uh, I just, I'm not enjoying life. No, that won't be your story. I believe that the word of the Lord preached to you today is going to jolt you into a place of complete satisfaction in the presence of Jesus. The scripture says, Psalm 145, 16, you open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. That's what God does. He opens his hand and he satisfies the desire of every living thing. Psalm 105 verse 40 says, The people asked, and he brought quail and satisfied them with the bread of heaven. And this is talking about when the people of Israel, they were led out uh, into the wilderness out of Egypt, and they wanted quail. They wanted something to eat. And they asked, and what does the scripture says? That he gave them what they asked. Why? God wants to satisfy you today. 
I want you to really examine your heart. Do you, do you believe that God is not interested in satisfying you? If you do, I want you to change your opinion. God wants to bring satisfaction to you. And his satisfaction or your satisfaction is rooted in his presence. Thank you, Father, for his presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. John 6, 10 to 11. And this is a story where Jesus is about to do the most, to me, this is my personal favorite. Jesus did a lot of miracles. But this is my favorite miracle when he fed 5,000 men, not including women and children. So it's estimated that he fed between 25 to 30,000 people. And he only had a few fish, a few loaves. And the reason why this is like one of my favorite miracles is it's a miracle that took a long time. It wasn't just an instant thing. You know, someone just was, you know, rose from the grave or a blind eye just opened up or deaf ears opened up. No, this was a miracle that took hours. If you don't believe me, you ever been at a, at a wedding and maybe it's a buffet style and it takes a long time just to get your food. And you're looking at that line. Think about that. Thousands of people have to be fed. How is it that a miracle is taking place? And it just shows me God's satisfying power isn't limited. It's not like God said, hurry up, hurry up, guys, because the, you know, the, the, the power is running out. No, his power is unlimited, and he wants to bring satisfaction. Thank you, Father. You don't have to worry about him running out. You don't have to worry about him overlooking you. He is going to satisfy you in his presence. And so he, told, he tells his disciples to organize this effort, and this is what he says. Then Jesus says, make the people sit down. Somebody say, sit down. And that's one of the principal ways of enjoying the satisfying presence of God. He wants you to sit. He wants you to sit. And I don't just mean physically sit, but I mean sit from a point of rest. Many times you will be in a position to enjoy the satisfaction that comes from his presence when you're resting and sitting and waiting in his presence. He says, make the people sit. Now, there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish, as much as they wanted. Let's say those five words again, those last five words. Come on, say it one more time. That is five, right? As much as... They, okay, yeah. <laughs> Say it loud one more time. I believe that's there on purpose. Sometimes people have a hard time believing that God is a liberal God, generous God, that he wants to satisfy as much as they wanted. And you're going to see a little later that though this is, this is about food, Jesus performs this miracle to illustrate a bigger point, a bigger point, which tells me food is simple for God. Your daily needs, money in the account, you know, things that you need to wear, that's easy. Everything is easy, but he wants you really to know that's simple stuff. And I'm using this basic thing to show you a greater thing that I really want to do in your life. 
A lot of times we make the mistake is we major in this. So a lot of our faith is in, Lord, a new job. Lord, a mate. Lord, a new house. Lord, a new car. And God is really saying, that's easy stuff. Everything is easy for me. But I really want you to really appreciate that this is, this is low level. And I want to give that to you, but there's a bigger picture. I want to satisfy your soul. I want to, because I know I can give you this and this and that, and you can still be empty on the inside. I can give you as much fish, as much bread, the biggest house you want. I can give you all of that, and you can still feel empty. I'm interested in you not feeling empty. I want to satisfy you. And that all comes in his presence. So the very first thing he says, he says, make them sit down. I want to speak this over your life. You're going to sit in his presence because it's in the posture of sitting that you can be satisfied in his presence. Sitting means slowing down, taking time, enjoying his presence, emptying out your mind, emptying emptying out your schedule, clearing that schedule up, and sitting. That's where satisfaction comes. But if we're on the go, busy, got to do this, everything is go, 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 everything is this and this and this and that and this and this, and your mind and your, and your calendar is constantly cluttered with what you got to do, you will never live a life of satisfaction. So Jesus says, I want to perform this miracle. I need them to sit down. When you sit in God's presence, you'll see miraculous provision in your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus, God is supplying your need as you sit in his presence. I'm speaking this, that if you sit in his presence, God will even communicate how you can see the supernatural needs come to pass in your life. Things that you might need as far as money, as far as provision, as far as material things, whatever it is. Do you realize sitting in his presence brings those supernatural encounters to you? It causes these things to materialize because you're sitting. This is what sitting in his presence looks like. Look at Acts 2, 1 to 3. It says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were what? They were sitting. And I know, I don't want to give you the picture that it's just about literally sitting on a chair. But their sitting was not just sitting down, but they were all gathered and they were in a place of, they were in a posture of waiting for the Holy Spirit. They were sitting and waiting. They weren't in a rush. They weren't like, well, you know what? Jesus said to wait here. Nothing happened in a couple of days. So I guess that's it. Let's just, no, they were sitting. And what happened when they were sitting? There was a sound as of a rushing mighty wind. And the Holy Spirit blew in that place and manifested his power in such a dynamic way that thousands received the Lord that day. Why? Because they were sitting in his presence. Are you in a rush today? Is your mind cluttered? Are you constantly on the go? Are you constantly thinking about the next thing you got to do, the next project, the next goal, the next, the next, the next? Lord, if I can just get this, if I can just get that. If you live your life like that, you'll always miss the supernatural. But if you take time to pull away and sit, 
I declare you're going to see the Holy Spirit come upon you in great and mighty ways. Somebody say, sit and be satisfied. God is empowering you while you sit in his presence. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They were what? They were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Thank you, Lord. I declare that every person that wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you will be filled. When I was filled for the first time, it was in my bedroom and, you know, it was just a personal desire of mine. And um, I just was, you know, really intrigued by how you can just pray in the Spirit, just, you know, at will, to be honest with you. That kind of intrigued me. I used to think that when the Holy Spirit, you know, would, would come upon you, you had no choice but to speak and, you know, it would just kind of like rattle you and you'll just kind of like lose control and you'll just be foaming at the mouth and rolling down, the, you know. I used to have all these crazy things like I'm going to, and, and people don't want that. They want to be in control, right? A lot of times people are like, I don't want to look crazy. I just did my hair. I don't want to, you know, and I realized that if you want to see the supernatural power of God, you have to sit and allow the Holy Spirit to do his best work in you. But the thing is this, you're not going to lose control. You're not, God's not going to make you do something you, you, you involuntarily, you don't want to do. No, but you have to receive his ministry. So right in my bedroom, I was, um, um, he wasn't pastor at the time, but I was with Pastor Maurice. And, and, and he ministered to me. And right there, he just laid his hands on me. And began, I just began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave me utterance, gave me the words. And then ever since then, I've yielded my spirit to pray in the spirit. It's not a hard thing. It's not something I have to drum up. I don't need the organ. I don't need to be in church. I don't need to be filled with a whole bunch of people. The energy doesn't have to be. No, I just yield myself. Lord, I believe that I can pray in the spirit. I just open up my mouth and allow the Lord to give me utterance and I pray. What is the, what is the purpose of that though? The Bible says that when the Holy Spirit came upon them, they receive power. They receive power. So when you're sitting in God's presence, when you're sitting, power comes upon you. And you're able to minister to people. You're able to receive strength for yourself. Sitting in God's presence causes the power of the Spirit to rest over your life. It causes you to be satisfied with His presence. How many want that? How many hunger for His power in your life? How many want that? Yeah, you, you, you need to want that. You can't just be like, well, you know, it's okay. I guess maybe well, I'll let you know when I, when I really want it. No, God wants to do something dramatic and, and spectacular in your life, but you have to want that. You have to, that has to be a cry. Lord, do something special in my life. Lord, I hunger for you as you're sitting down. That needs to be what you utter to the Lord. Lord, speak to me in ways that I've never heard you speak. Teach me things I've never heard taught. Lord, show me things I've never seen before. Yeah, that has to be your heart. And when it is, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and empower you. That's what happens when you're sitting in his presence. He satisfies you with his power. Mark 12, 56 says, For David himself said by the Holy Spirit, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand. Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Can I tell you that God is quieting the opposition while you sit in his presence? 
This is what David said by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He said, the Lord said to my Lord. In other words, he had, a, he, he had an understanding that Jesus was sitting beside the Father. And the Father said, sit, sit at my right hand. That means be at rest, be at peace until I make your enemies your footstool. Is it possible that things oppose you and they constantly oppose you because you're fighting in your own strength? But when you sit, when you're at rest in his presence, what happens? Jesus makes your opposition your footstool. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that my enemies are my footstool. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, the depression that used to haunt me is my footstool. The emptiness and the sadness that used to plague me, that's my footstool. The insecurity, the low self-esteem, that's my footstool. I'm resting in his presence. Sit at my right hand. That's what the Father is saying to you. He said it to Jesus, you're in Christ. As you sit, as you sit in his presence, he satisfies you so that everything that opposes you becomes your footstool. Let me move right on. Luke 5, 17, now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by. There were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. The power of the Lord was present to heal them. They were sitting by, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And if you read on, you'll see that there was a man who was lowered. He was paralyzed. And there were some people who criticized because Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. And Jesus went back and forth with them a little bit. And then after that, he raised them from that, from that, from that bed of his. And he walked. And everyone that was sitting there began to glorify Jesus. So they were sitting and the power of the Lord was present. I believe, and I believe in counseling, you know this, I've said it many times before, I believe that we should definitely seek out Christian counselors, people who can speak into your life and can help you navigate through difficulties that you may have faced and trauma that you may have faced. I want to be very clear about that. I believe it. I've counseled myself. I've referred people to counseling, so I'm all good with that. But I want you to know there is a power that comes by sitting in the presence of the Lord that will cause healing to take place that no psychiatrist, no therapist could ever touch. I believe that some of us are broken and we're not healed. And it's simple. We haven't taken enough time to sit in his presence. Come on, he's the healer. He is the counselor. Is there a better counselor than him? He is the therapist. <laughs> I believe, and again, I want to be very clear, because I'm not one of those people who say don't go to counseling. I refer people to counseling. We support people. We pay for people to go to counseling. So I'm all good with that. There's no problem with that. But I want you to know, while you're going, understand who the real counselor is. Understand where the real power is. Understand who the real healer is. Just like I believe in taking medicine. I have no problem with that. 
Amen. But I also believe in the supernatural power of God. So one thing I do, if I'm ever taking medicine, I, to, to keep my faith active, I say this. Let's just say I'm taking an antibiotic. I'll say, Lord, may this correspond to your healing work in my body. Amen. May it cooperate with the work that you're already doing. Why? I want to keep my faith engaged that even while I'm doing natural things and natural remedies, that it is still the power of God at work. Amen. I believe in going to doctors. So if I'm going to a doctor, Lord, thank you that you've given doctors wisdom. You've given them understanding. Lord, as I go, I I, I activate your presence in that doctor's room. Lord, fill that room with your wisdom, with your counsel. Cause whatever comes out of their mouth to correspond with your plan for my body. Lord, give them supernatural wisdom and understanding and insight as to what's happening in me. That's how you keep your faith engaged. I want you to know that there is something powerful by sitting in God's presence that allows you to receive healing for things that therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists cannot heal. Lord, I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to hear you, hear you, be in your presence, receive from you. All of a sudden, that soul tie that you once had for many, many years begins to dissolve out of your heart. How many know that psychologists can't do that? They can't, they can't tell you how to get that soul tie connection. But sitting in the master's feet, before his feet, sitting in his presence, all of a sudden, those breakthroughs that you need come supernaturally because you're sitting. And while you're sitting in his presence, the power of God is present to heal. I'm speaking healing in your soul right now. If there's been nagging diseases, reoccurring diseases, receive the healing power of God in your soul, in your body, in your mind, in your family. That which counselors could not diagnose, the Holy Spirit is diagnosing and he's, he's causing a cure now in Jesus' name. That's what you got to do. Lord, I'm going to sit. And if you have to literally pull out a chair and sit, sit. Lord, I'm sitting in your presence. I'm sitting in your presence because the power of the Lord is present to heal. I'm sitting. Thank you, Jesus. God is healing you right now as you sit in his presence. John 6, 12 to 15. So remember, we started off with them being fed. The thousands being fed. So verse 12 says, so when they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. Therefore, they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of five barley loaves, which were left over by those who had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, this is truly the prophet who was coming to the world. Therefore, I like this. This is very important here. Follow me here. Verse 15, therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he departed again to the mountain by himself alone. And I, I, I find that interesting because they were so amazed what they saw. They said, we got to make this man king, king over it. You're, you're our king. You're, you're the one that's going to defeat these Romans. You're our king. And here's what I want you to really pay careful attention to. Because when God does something miraculous in your life, when he meets a need, many times we try to make him something that he is not offering himself to be to us. 
Be very careful. Jesus wasn't offering to be the king at that moment in that sense. And they wanted him to be their king. And Jesus was like, no, no, no. It's not time for that. And he departed. Why? Jesus was just meeting a natural need. He wasn't trying to be king in that time. He wanted that natural means that he satisfied to be a sign for what he wants to do beyond fishes and loaves. This is what I want you to see. Because a lot of times God will bless you with something, and then all of a sudden, you're satisfied with that moment, but you forget the big picture. The big picture wasn't the husband. How many figure that out? Don't say it too loud now. The big picture wasn't the wife. The big picture wasn't that job. Remember, you shouted, praise the Lord for that job, and then two months later, you ain't shouting anymore. The big picture wasn't that. The big picture wasn't even the healing. That was wonderful. That's not the big picture. And so what happens is when something like that took place, they rejoiced over that and said, wow, that's amazing. Let's make him king. He says, no, no, no. I'm not, that's not what I'm here for. I want to do something beyond the natural. I want to fill a void. I want to satisfy a need beyond this. So he withdrew himself. Here's what I want you to see. Verse 26. Jesus answered them and said, most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me. Not because you saw the signs, but because you were ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. Then they said to him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. This is the work. Believe, not just in the one who provided for you supernaturally, fishes and loaves, but believe that I was sent as the true bread from heaven. Believe, not just like, you know, your fathers, they received quail and they were satisfied for the moment. No, I'm the real bread from heaven. I'm the one who truly satisfies. You want to you, you, you see a sign? Believe in that. Believe that I'm the one who satisfies you to that level. That's what I want you to believe. And if you really believe that, you'll stop running to empty wells. You'll stop running to empty wells. Jesus wants to satisfy you in his presence. Thank you, Lord, for your satisfaction. As you sit in his presence... I want you to make knowing him your only goal. As you sit in his presence, make knowing him your only goal. You ever sought the Lord for something specific, right? Maybe it's healing. Maybe it's a breakthrough in some area. That's fine. You can seek for those things. But I want you to really understand that while you're seeking for breakthrough in certain areas, what God really wants to manifest to you is who he is as a person. Not just what I've done for you, but who I am. So every time God does something, it's not just to be a blessing to you. It is, but it's also to reveal who he is. So make knowing him your only goal. I like what David said in Psalm 27 verse 4. 
one thing. Somebody say one thing. Say aloud one thing. One of the ways to receive from the Lord is to simplify what you want. He said one thing. One thing I have desired of the Lord. That will I seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. One thing. So as we're sitting and we're satisfied in his presence, it comes by your desire being this. Lord, I want to know you. I want to know you. And it's easy to do that. It's easy to sit in his presence. We just did it earlier. The Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. He's enthroned. He is sitting in the praises of his people. So as you live a life of worship, just as I talked last week, as you live a life of worship, you create an environment where his manifested presence becomes a reality in your life. And it's in that moment that you begin to hear the voice of God. It's in that moment that he reveals who he is. It's in that moment that he demonstrates himself. But your desire has to be very simple. Lord, I want to know you how many want to know the lord today in a very deep way very personal way something that's not surface how many want encounters from the lord not just because i want to receive this and that lord i want to know you because i want to know your heart if that's your desire if that's your heart sit quiet yourself rest get into worship and watch the manifested presence of the lord fill your room fill your heart fill your house fill your car fill everything that you're a part of and all of a sudden you become more aware of his presence let that be your only desire your only desire and everything else will fall into place. This is what the Lord has reminded me recently. Seek me and everything else falls into place. I'm speaking satisfaction over every, every single person here in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands. Let me just close out really quick. I just want to just bless you. Every person that has been feeling empty and dry, you've been feeling like there's nothing left for you to give, You've been feeling dry and empty and spent. Father, I just release a fresh wave of your presence over your people's life right now. Lord, a very quick, short, simple message that you gave to me. But I believe that right now you're causing your people to be filled in the name of Jesus. Every place that is dry, every place that is empty, every place that is dissatisfied, satisfy your people now in Jesus' name. May our desires truly be only you to know you and nothing else and let everything else fall into place. I speak satisfaction in this house. In the name of Jesus, the Lord is overflowing. He's causing an overflow in your spirit. Times of refreshing by the Holy Spirit is your portion. Now, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. This concludes today's message. If you need prayer, want to give a donation, or would like more information about Life Church, Visit us at www.nylifechurch.com.